what's up what's up what's up so we on another episode what is this episode five six six we really done made it this damn far man right. so this week we starting off with manifestation new year's resolutions all that good shit that you know i feel like new beginning new beginnings last week we talked about letting people go nurturing yourself learning to become one with yourself we talked about all that shit last week so if you missed out on that go ahead and check out episodes one through four and you know join that shit subscribe to us share our podcast i know a lot of y'all motherfuckers listen to our shit but you don't share it so you know mm-hmm. fuck you in the words of boozy because y'all some hating ass motherfuckers <laughs> and i know a lot of y'all let me say something i need to set the record straight a lot of you motherfuckers mm-hmm. um listen to girl did you hear and think this is some cookie cutter shit y'all think mm-hmm. we some little soft ass bitches and i heard a nigga say oh yeah that's a girl's talk let me tell you some motherfucker we're talking about motherfuckers like y'all who can't get your shit together that ain't got shit going on for your motherfucker stuff you want to talk shit about us on some y'all just some females talking bitch we're talking about you <laughs> <laughs> you raggedy motherfucker who said that girl i forgot who the fuck that was but girl Mm-mm. on another note let me put this damn glass down you. Who, if he listened to this one, because I know he fucking listened to bitch, you lucky. Mm. <laughs> you heard it. You heard it. Right. I'm going to go So this week, for the first time, we decided we're going to go ahead and bring on a guest. And he is a friend of mine that I've gotten to know over the years. And he is writing a book. So, you know, I thought it would be a good idea to bring a male perspective on since these motherfuckers keep saying oh I guess that we're sexist or something because we're always um, talking about men so I guess we could bring a motherfucker on and mm-hmm. you know let him speak his shit because I'm tired of these niggas trying to make it seem like we just this cookie cutter ass show because mm-hmm. we ain't it ain't nobody doing this shit like us nah this shit raw as hell and if you can't take it you think this is cookie cutter really we was really sparing you was really being nice but since y'all wanted that rule I accept I'm telling you. So I'm going to add him on to the podcast. Let's get this damn show going. Yeah. I'm really excited because I feel like we're we're taking off. Yeah. So, what up, Jason? Hey, it's Jason. How y'all so, this evening? We drinking. Y'all ain't drinking? Pretty shit. much. Where your glass at? Hey, I'm finna pour it right now. <laughs> Look, we'll wait. We'll wait. Go and pour up your glass. Shit, y'all know we love wine over here. Very much. I know I do. I don't talk to y'all asses unless I got a wine glass shit. Yeah. You know, anything is liable to come out our damn mouth. Pretty much. <laughs> Jason, how you doing on this lovely evening? I want to tell you, disclaimer. Ain't no telling what the hell gonna come out our damn mouths. That's the whole purpose. <laughs> the girl did you hear? So if somebody call you and say, Jason, we heard you on that shit. And- <laughs> hey. It's all out of love. You feel me? Hey, that's what it's about. It's about being real and raw. Right. right. You don't need nobody in your circle that I can't keep it real 100 with you. So. Hey, if you can't be true to yourself, then who you going to be true to? Right. Now, exactly. Oh, shit. What I'm a lot of myself for? These motherfuckers out here lie to me all the damn time. Hey, yep. that's true. So we were talking about the fact that you're writing a book. 
and I want to I want to hear all about it. Let the people know what it is that you're doing, what you're working on, where you at. Yeah, all so uh, I'll gladly talk about it. Um, so I'm taking on a project. Uh, it's part of my personal growth that I'm going through right now. Um, I've, I've experienced some trauma in my life recently. Um, being open and vulnerable for you guys on the show. Um, a few weeks ago, I actually attempted suicide um, because uh, mentally I wasn't in the right place. And uh, at the time, that was my solution. Uh, thank God that I'm still here and I wasn't successful. Right. It clearly has a, a different purpose for my life and a, and a plan. Um, so with that and using that experience, um, I decided to write a book on uh, love and relationships from a man's perspective um and it's going to be called love by a village of men Um, a lot of people growing up have heard you know it takes a village to raise a child but i think it also takes a village to uh, learn how to love and express love in different ways so what my goal and purpose of this book is i'm reaching out to as many um, married men or men in serious relationships that i possibly can uh, and then I have uh, 16 questions that I send them if they're interested in contributing to my book. Uh, that I send them basic questions about relationships, uh, what love means to them, things like that, uh, and how they interact with their spouse and their marriage. Uh, also involving like kids or um, family ties, things like that. Um, and then okay. so each each uh, each man is going to have their own uh, individual chapter, pretty much. And what what? you going to gonna put them in a chapter? The name? <laughs> No, no, no. So that's that's the thing. Everybody, everybody that's contributing to the book, all men are going to remain anonymous. Oh, so it's like the chicken soup. Yeah. So each each one of their stories, uh, like I said, they'll, they'll remain anonymous. But each one of their stories on how they answer the question is going to be contributed to a different chapter in the book. Oh. Um, so only they would know once the book comes out if it's their chapter or not. Uh, and the goal I'm trying to do is uh, reach out to young men. Uh, coming up who are interested in relationships or have questions Uh, I grew up in a single family home with just my mom Uh, my pops wasn't around and uh, I didn't have any real strong male figures to look up to or to ask these tough questions about love and relationships myself and all the examples I had were uh, not very good Uh, seen abusive relationships things like that that's just the nature of how I grew up Uh, I knew I didn't want to be like that but I didn't know have the guidance or the right direction that I want to take. So I'm taking it upon myself to um, put these questions down that I had coming up into something that could turn into a resource for these young men um, in relationships or wanting to get into relationships. Okay. Okay, put some respect on his name. The A. Okay, ben, you heard it? I hear you. Hendo, the author, you heard it. You heard it hey, here like first. I said, I'm exclusive. Using my own experience to to teach and, and reach out to others. because uh, I know I didn't have, so I want others to have. Okay. Yeah. So that's something we like we spoke about on I I don't know which episode, one of them a damn episode. <laughs> well, we talked about men don't really have that much of a resource when it comes to men mental health. Like women got mental health shit everywhere. Whether they use it or not, they got the damn resources. But men really don't. So when exactly did you get to a point where you was like, you know what, I need to grow the fuck up? Uh, well, you know, I, first I want to start by saying I think um, men do have the same opportunity of, of resources as women do. 
I just think women utilize them more um, because it's more promoted for the for women to be vulnerable and um, be open in that kind of space versus men were raised from the beginning, you know, straighten up, toughen up, uh, don't show no weakness. Uh, so it's hard for for men that have naturally come up that way to um, be vulnerable and utilize the resources out there. Um, and then also women are more comfortable with talking to other women about their feelings and emotions, things like that versus men. Uh, we're not very open about it. We try to be on the tougher side of things. Uh, not show, Like I said, not show that weakness. But um, I did get to this point. Um, I am a married man. Uh, currently having uh, marital issues uh, in my relationship. Um, Ladies, y'all listening, don't don't try it. <laughs> Look, yeah, you don't so fucking ass. said it. Sit your ass down. Yeah, I'm, no, I, 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 I'm focusing on uh, bettering myself so I can be a better husband, father, and man in general uh, to improve on my marriage because I don't want it to fail or, or end in a divorce, unfortunately. So that's that's the goal I'm working towards. Um, but the point that made me realize I need to grow up and um, become a man is honestly going through this. Uh, me and my wife are currently uh, separated right now. Uh, living in two different states we have three beautiful daughters together so i'm separated from them as well and um going through that separation and then uh experiencing uh the attempted suicide like i said a few weeks ago after that i really had time to uh, reflect on my life decisions i made uh, my future where i want to go goals things like that and really just uh hone in on on what's true to me and who i am as an individual and what kind of man I want to be um, for my for my wife, for myself, and for my daughters. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what that's what pushed me to this point of, of growing up and making some some hard decisions in my life. Okay. Well, let me ask you this, Jason, because I want to touch on mental health because that's something that we talk about a lot on this podcast, and I think okay. that we don't stress it enough for men in mental health i don't think that we stress enough anxiety we don't we don't talk enough about depression we don't talk enough about suicide because if you look at statistics you know they say that a white male is more at risk of committing suicide than the average black man yeah which to me i don't even think that we look at suicide as just being oh someone takes a gun or they take a lot of pills we don't look at the actions that we take that lead up to death like people who have alcoholism people you know who are chronic smokers or you know they use other drugs so i want to ask you at what point did you realize that my mental health is important because i know at some point you know everybody has that realization like okay i need to focus on me so at what point you know even after because i know like you're going through a lot of things where you like i need to seek help I need, this is where my cutoff is. I know I need to focus on me. Yeah, so um, that actually started for me uh, when me and my wife first uh, split up and separated uh, during this time that we're going through. I actually um, started to experience depression, anxiety without even knowing it um, because mental health was never really talked about for me growing up. I always heard about it, things like that, but I was one of those guys that didn't think it could happen to me or uh, I wasn't experiencing it. So um, I actually started to experience depression, anxiety unknowingly. Um, and I just started feeling things like not feeling like myself. So I actually went out and um, I got myself into therapy actually. Um, 
just because I knew I wasn't right, but I didn't know I didn't know why I wasn't right, uh, and I wanted to get to the answers of it because I couldn't get to them by myself. So I actually went out uh, and got into therapy. Mm. You know, I could commend you for that because I think That's that a lot of step. men take embarrassment of that. They're like, "Oh, that makes me weak," but I think that everybody to needs soup. to go to therapy at some fucking point because this world is fucked thing. up. There yeah. are fucked up people in the world that can fuck you up. And we don't realize how much trauma that we're actually carrying, even from childhood, abandonment issues. And sometimes those things pour into our relationships, they pour into our children. Mm-hmm. And Definitely. we don't recognize that because we've been, it seems like we're just immune to all of this shit. Yeah. And especially growing up in a black, and I can say this because we, our podcast, I talk about things that happen in black communities, especially if you didn't grow up with a dad. And I think it works for male and female. That abandonment of not having a dad of that structure, because essentially men are the structure of the household. Yes. Not having that teaches you automatically that a person can either leave you you have to cling to them or either a person can leave you so their value is like you know i'm not saying that basically fuck you but essentially you know like if you want to leave you can leave yeah but that the abandonment we don't talk about that enough and that how we raise our sons not having that like you said that strong male figure yeah how that pours into our sons because i always say this a woman cannot raise a man. We can only give the idea of what we think a man is. And and to touch on that, um, and this is something I thought about and realized oh, oh. Um, <laughs> with myself, is talking about not having that father or uh, dads running out on their kids, things like that. Um, I, I I learned in myself that uh, I'm what they call a. Uh, uh, a flyer so anytime I get into altercations uh, anything that I'm not comfortable with I'm the first person quick to leave uh, I don't get into arguments things like that I don't like confrontations so I just leave um, and I think subliminally that was embedded in me because I've always had people coming in and out of my life and it was so easy for them to leave uh, and it just made the situation better or removed myself from the situation so instead of uh sitting there and toughing out some of the tough conversations or uh, engaging in some of these things, uh, I just chose to leave. And that actually um, affected my marriage in a negative way. And I wasn't even realizing it, thinking that I was making things better by just leaving, uh, avoiding the problem, and then coming back like nothing happened instead of actually sitting down and having those tough conversations um, mm-hmm. with my wife. Um, and then also to touch on something further that pushed me into knowing that I need to better myself mentally uh, actually came from my oldest daughter, who's five, Ava. Um, when I was out there in the hospital, uh, I realized she she knew what was going on. You know, I thought, oh, she's too young. She didn't know, but nah. um, I would call her and talk to her and she could hear my voice and she would ask me tough questions like, daddy, are you sad? Daddy, are you crying? Why is daddy sad? Um, you know, daddy need, daddy's in the hospital. Daddy needs his medicine, things like that. And I realized I never want my daughter to see me like that again uh, in that kind of state. So I was like, I need to mentally do whatever it takes so I can show her that daddy can be happy and um, just give her something, a, a different example to look at. Mm-hmm. I think that's beautiful because I also always say that mental health for men is not talked about enough and I think Mm -hmm. that 
it's important that we especially bring people on the show that can express how important this is because I've always said I'm very transparent I grew up in a very toxic life you know people think that even if you have a dad it's better than having no dad but sometimes those people can be very 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 toxic and especially if you grow mm-hmm. up in abusive environments mm-hmm. and you're that's something we don't talk about either see those male figures abuse women how we absorb that because women mm-hmm. either if, if they've seen abuse sometimes we cower down and we absorb it and feel like well I've seen other people take abuse so this is how it's supposed to be and yeah. then we also don't realize that we can become the abusers as well where we're and I think yeah. like, well, why are you so weak like toughen up but in reality we don't even realize like how destructive we're actually being not only to ourselves but the people that are around us because yeah. I am guilty of it. I okay now y'all know I can be transparent <laughs> I <laughs> you say something I don't like it's just like my mouth cannot and I'm learning yeah, because that's that's, bro, I, yeah. sometimes I have to realize you don't have to react to everything to respond yeah. and like you said in your marriage that can really 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 destroy a person the things that you say because I used to be the person to go for the dagger I'm gonna say whatever is the worst harshest thing that I can say to you because you hurt my feelings but that doesn't make it okay but it's a learned behavior because I was in a toxic environment that's what I saw mm-hmm. yeah. people fighting and arguing bust you upside yeah. your head shit but yeah. I feel like things like that is what tributes I don't really feel like it's like so this is me personally. So I can rebuttal it because I've been in a family of both. I've been with a single parent and I've had two parents. So I don't feel like it necessarily is having two parents there because you can have two parents there and be toxic as fuck and still wind up fucked up. Yeah. So you know, kids that's, that are all right in life are single, come from single parent homes, not the ones that come from both parents in the house. Usually they motherfuckers are crazy as shit. But I will say this, I feel like it's different elements like that that actually makes a woman a woman and what makes a man a man. I don't feel like it's nothing specifically. I believe it's mostly experiences and what you learn from. Because life gonna always gamble and throw shit at you. But it's how you come about it is what makes you a man. Whether you come out that shit, you know. Yeah. And I feel... <laughs> or you, you out here doing some shit that's questionable. <laughs> Regardless. Yeah. It's the element of your character. And that's the kind of shit you're going to pass on to your offspring and people around you in general. Like, just because you your bullshit, I mean, nobody else can. And also, I want to add, right quick, in addition to that, just because you were something yesterday does not make you the same person that you're going to be tomorrow or Very even today. Because true. you have to learn from what you did. You cannot, and you know something I think that people preach by experience. Yeah. If you don't have the experience, you cannot preach what you're saying. So I think it's important that we also touch on that. You are not what you were yesterday. That you better than you are today. Yeah. And you know what? And it's even okay though to fall back a little bit. Because this should, the road through health recovery is not easy. It ain't supposed to be. If so, everybody be fucking perfect. LA, they got some goddamn sense. Yeah. But they don't. So part of the process is fucking up and figuring it out. And, you know, I've actually taken something on board uh, through all this and my problems on uh, dealing with mental health and things like that. It's actually a quote I heard, and I- I've fallen in love with this quote, and I've uh, told multiple people this now. And uh, it'll be in my book as well um, because it really holds true to me. The quote is, 
through my mess came a message. Um, yeah. And I, I that really hit home with me um, when I heard that. Um, and I'm incorporating that into my book, and that's part of the inspiration for me even uh, making my book. Like I said, I'm taking my own experiences uh, and passing on that message so other people don't have to experience what I'm going through. I think that's beautiful. So my next question Yeah, I can respect that. I can respect that, honestly. But my next question is this. What would you give advice to yourself a year ago, two years ago? What advice would you have given yourself? Uh, Honestly, I would say um, be true to who I am uh, and understand the commitments I made in my life. Um, I did have kids young. I did get married at a young age. Um, and I would also give advice on, um, you may not be hanging around bad people, but you could be hanging around the wrong people. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is, uh, I was a married man, like I said, a father, and hanging around single friends, single friends wanna do single things. Um, right. so sometimes I wouldn't be true to myself and the commitments I made so I could tag along with my friends because these are my pals, you know, we've been boys forever, but they had a different mentality than the mentality that I should have been having uh, during that time. And um, I was having troubles with that, making decisions in my own head, uh, not realizing the damage I was causing um, by choosing to go hang out with some of these single friends, uh, things like that. Even if I wasn't, you know, out, you know, talking to girls, things like that, but just you know, if it's something my wife is uncomfortable with, yeah, I was still doing it because, hey, it's the boys, things like that. You know, that's where just staying true to myself and the commitments I made. That's the best av- advice I would give myself a year ago. Okay, I understand it. Next question. <laughs> I got a thousand questions. I'm about to keep <laughs> your brain. Hey, keep them going. <laughs> keep them going. <laughs> So back to now, because I know that you're appealing to, you know, the younger audience, the people who are, you know, getting married young or, you know, getting relationships at a young age. So my question is, define what it means to go from that singlehood of, you know, because when you're dating, you I know I'm old fashioned, but, you know, you're single until you're married. And I know people that's not right. That's not right. I'm not saying that it's OK to abuse or cheat or mislead or be, you know, uh-huh. untruthful to people. I, by any means, I'm not saying that's OK. But I'm saying, you know, at what point do you go from being that single guy that had, you know, you with your boys all the time, you know, you live in that free life. At what point do you realize, OK, it's time for me to man up? Because, you know, the people still can have like five or six kids and still be doing this childish ass shit. Yeah. So what would your advice be to What? Someone? There are some motherfuckers that got damn grandkids and still <laughs> the same situation. <laughs> hey, I mean, for that's real. That's true. I think, uh, I think what it comes down to is, you know, uh, if you really found the person that uh, you're considering being with the rest of your life or, um, you know, having those conversations, I think it comes down to an internal feeling. You know, Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't think it's something that's um, said or done. I think it's more felt. um, And I think it comes best when that person's not around you. You know, the feelings that you have. Are you are you comfortable? Are you okay with them not being around you? Things like that. If you guys haven't talked, um, does that bother you? Does it affect you? You know, Um, I think it's emotionally tied into uh, everything that you want to give into that person. You know, do you genuinely want to? see that person grow and succeed 
Um, and then do you want to have that partnership in life? Uh, so I don't think it's something, I don't think it's something that's said. I think it's something that's felt. Hmm. So I, I like question for you. Uh-huh. So when exactly did you get to a point and be like, you know what, this is what I want to fight for? Now I'm going to play the devil advocate just to, just to really have you think about it. Okay. Because sometimes, I don't know if you're spiritual or shit like that, but sometimes your development could be set back from going back to the same thing because I know I don't know your wife like that but I know you got a wife but let's say this she got to a point to where you the shit that you was doing or whatever don't really put a, a damage on her mental so uh-huh. even though you're recovering she hasn't recovered yet is that a challenge that you're willing to overcome what exactly did you get to a point to be like you know what this is what I created I'm willing to deal with it I'm willing to commit to it and do what's right because she still got to go through her journey. Yeah. Um, what I think is, um, where that started for me is, one, owning my truth. Um, I had to really sit back and think about everything that I've done in the past. And for me, um, what I had to do is I actually um, sat down and had a conversation with myself um, alone in my, at, at my home. And uh, I was saying these things out loud. Everything... Uh, that because me and my wife we've been together for uh six going on seven years uh and so during that time you know it wasn't perfect so i literally said out loud everything that i did wrong to her and i took that and i owned my truth i realized the mistakes i've made and then i also sat back and said this is how i grow from that so i don't have to uh go through those experiences again or don't make the same mistakes i did in the past um unfortunately for me you know um I realized it's late in the game, obviously, now that we're separated for the time being. Um, but that separation also um, really brought things to light to me on um, what I really want and what I want to fight for. And then going through my experience uh, with mental health, uh, like I said, that also made me sit back and be like, this is how, exactly how I want to spend the rest of my life. Um, life is precious. I realized how I almost lost mine and I know where I want to go forward with it from here on out. Okay. okay, so let me ask you another question. Uh-huh. How do you know that's not an insecurity because of how you think the separation between you and your wife is? What if reflect with your kids? Uh, what do you mean by that, by uh, insecurity? Um, because I know it's some kind of, I know it's some kind of, I wouldn't say guilt, uh-huh. but it's some kind of self-consciousness you will have about your kids going through life and yeah. separated. So you... We're going through this journey. You feel like probably, maybe, um, I'm not fulfilling my needs as a father. I'm gonna yeah. miss out on certain shit. That could turn into an insecurity easily. Yeah. So how do you know you're not doing that just to fill that void of your development and not yeah. exactly because it's the right thing? Okay, I get you now. Yeah. Um, for me, yes, there is guilt there. Uh, things like that. Uh, exactly like you said. You know how the way my kids are going through life, things like that. Um, But it was something that's deeper to me because in my head mentally, I've already accepted, you know, uh, the worst outcomes. You know, me and my wife don't get back together. We end up uh, getting the, going through a divorce or um, my kids being raised not in the same home as me. I've I've already um, taken that on mentally and how I would brace myself from that. And then I realized that I wanted to move past that. So even if that is the case, you know, either way it goes, I'm still going to, 
um, be a better man, um, be a better father, even if it's from a distance, um, because that's who I need to be and that's what I want to be. Because um, I think growth comes from yourself. Uh, so I don't, I don't let outside entities uh, dictate how I want to grow. Um, but my growth will just benefit them as it will benefit myself. I got a question because rewind. Um, so touching back on when you were saying, you know, you don't want to make the same mistakes that you made. And I know that people going to say on the podcast, because I know to have some people say it. It's not a mistake. It's yeah. a choice. So I'll just say, for somebody comment and say some bullshit, it was a bad decision. We all make bad decisions. Nobody yeah. has the right to put anyone in a heaven or hell, regardless of what you do, regardless if it's cheating, killing, stealing. Nobody has the heaven or hell to put you in. But I do want to say that being able to own your own truth is like you said, that's what's important with self-development is understanding what you did may have been a bad decision but that does not necessarily make you a horrible human being for making bad decisions yeah i agree no nobody's perfect you know we all make bad choices make mistakes things like that and i think um for me owning my truth with that came a shift in mentality uh, i changed my thought process how i think about things um i grew up in las vegas so i was exposed to a lot seen a lot at a young age did a lot at a young age so how i view things um mentally and how i process things in my mind may not be the same as people that didn't grow up in a fast life like i did um, and that uh, caused a lot of problems for me in my marriage um the way i viewed certain things because i was exposed to a lot um at a young age um may not have been how my wife interpreted things like that and i just couldn't grasp that in the time and that made me combative and mm -hmm. again like pushing her away um thinking that she was being controlling or things like that when really you know uh i just wasn't compromising on the things that she needs uh, from me so that makes sense okay so let me ask you this because I know that people going, you know, they're going to be nosy and like, well, who's he married to? So let me ask you this straight up cultural differences. Cause I know that there are some things that we in the black community see and understand. And some people, you know, like you said, on the outside may not understand because you know, they're, even if you're just born, you'd be born in Antarctica and come to, to the hood <laughs> and be completely different, you know? So yeah. It, so even if, you know, you be polka dot, green, orange, any color, you know, so how do you balance, or I'll say this, how do you plan to balance it with speaking to existing positive vibes that, you know, things work out in, in best favor for the both of you and for your children as well. But <laughs> how, do you, yeah. how do you balance that? How do you be able to be transparent in the fact that, you know, you have trauma from, you know, growing up in things that you've seen and experienced, but how do you translate that to someone who, may not understand or have ever been in a situation or environment that you've come from yeah like describe yeah. your wife like is she black is she asian is she what is she okay so my wife um she is white uh and she comes caucasian. from a uh yes caucasian gotta be appropriate you know in today's mm -hmm. world uh but she does come from a, a a very small town in iowa um where um 
total in her town. I think at one point there's maybe two or three African Americans in her whole town. Damn, how did um, they find you? Yeah. So, you was in Iowa? <laughs> no, we actually met uh, in the Navy. Um, but yeah, so how she grew up and the things she was exposed to and seeing obviously are completely culturally different. I'm sorry. Oh, wait. I got a pause. I know we being serious. I'm sorry. But she asked, you was there, Iowa? Like, this would be one of the two people that's black there in the fucking city. And they were three of them. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think right now, I think she said, uh, at, at the high school or in the in all the schools, elementary, middle school, and high school combined, uh, there's seven black kids. Oh, hell no. Damn. That's that motherfucking They are interracial children because yeah. ain't no fool. I'm sorry. I ain't say, I, I'm not trying to be funny, but I'm just saying you are a speckle in the frost. I'm not funny either because my, my ex, my I got two children. They are uh, mixed breed. My ex is Caucasian. So I definitely understand. I mean, <laughs> granted, though, he was raised and been around black people. So he a, he a nigga for real. <laughs> I'm not even going to say that. Like, ain't no white, in, no white Caucasian, Caucasian mountains in that motherfucker. Yeah. I love it. But maybe that's where I fucked up. Eh? <laughs> 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 oh, I like that hood <laughs> shit. Hey. Gang, gang. Hey, gang, gang, neighborhood. <laughs> okay, bro. Yeah. He got good credit and he a nigga. God damn. <laughs> we get pulled over. We getting let loose. Hey. <laughs> what you mean, bitch? We driving off. Got his perks. Got his benefits. Damn. Hey, y'all, I'm jealous. Hey. <laughs> hey y'all got white privilege cards. Shit. <laughs> Hell fucking yeah. But okay. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> y'all know we ignorant. I'm sorry. Put this glass down. Somebody be like, y'all talking about white folks. Hey, y'all got me over here sipping some more. <laughs> we love the white people. Y'all got good fucking credit. And you yeah. know what? People believe y'all when y'all say shit. Niggas yeah. say some shit. They be like, nah, that motherfucker ain't telling the truth. <laughs> <laughs> white person say some shit. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Tell me the goddamn truth. Mm-mm. You know, and I think also, you know, we also touching back on relationships. I mean, we also have to be mindful that what you see, because I'm going to say this to the people, because I know that somebody going to be noticed. But oh my God, he was on the podcast. Let me say something. The shit that you see on the motherfucking internet, you don't need to believe everything you fucking see, because there's three sides to the motherfucking story. Your side, his side, and the goddamn truth. Now, everybody plays a participant in a relationship. Don't come on this motherfucker talking about, well, you know, this person did this. We know what the fuck happened. That person know what they did and what they did not do. You don't have the right to speak on what nobody fucking do. Because a lot of y'all walk around with shitty ass motherfucking drawers and don't even wipe your motherfucking ass right. So that's what you need to be concerned about. Exactly. And that's why That's why at the end of the day, you got to be true to yourself. Because if you can't be, be true to yourself, then who are you going to be true to? A lot of people don't know what they're going to actually do in a situation until they get there. Exactly. So it's really easy to dissect and act like you would do this and do that until you're in that type of situation and then you do exactly different. Yep. Because I'm going to tell you now that all of us, I think, you know, because I'm always the baby. I'm always the baby. But I, I think I be talking some real shit. I've been around some old heads. And I've been around the world. 
I'm really the oldest. I'm just fucking little. Five foot, bro. Like that's not funny, bro. I'm old as shit. No, I'm not old as shit, but I'm older. <laughs> but I think that we can all honestly agree that we all are gonna fuck up. We're all going to make mistakes. That if you were on the outside. You say, oh, that person is the fucking worst. Now, I'm not saying that anybody deserves to be abused. Anybody deserves to be mistreated because we've all been through some shit and it's not acceptable to put somebody else through shit. But we also have to be accountable, you know. I know this. If I want to leave a situation, I'm going to leave a situation. But I'm not, I don't feel the need to drag you because you fucked up. Because I done fucked up, too. I might not have done the same shit that you did, but I done fucked up in my own goddamn way because all of us have a guilty conscience on shit that we done done. Lie mm-hmm. is a lie. I don't care who told it. Mm-hmm. So we're not going to sit here and pretend that because you fucked up and you got called out on your shit in public, that your shit don't stink behind closed doors because you still doing shit that's going to make you look like a motherfucking fool if we put that shit out in the air. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I don't play them type of games, you know, if you want to be hurt and you want to, you know, grieve or console or whatever you want to do in love or whatever the fuck you got going on, you want to do it in private, do it in private, but it's the way to do it. Because I'm one of them people, I believe in doing things in order. Put your shoes on, you put your shoes on before you put your damn pants on, that's fucking crazy. Mm -hmm. But you want to make people believe that everything is right on your end, but everything is wrong on someone else's. And that's something I don't like either because I know that people will put out when you're being transparent in all of your mistakes and all of your flaws and in your truthfulness, we make bad decisions. That is a part of growth. And if you ain't never made a bad decision, you're not a fucking adult. You are never going to grow the fuck up until you make some horrible fucking decisions. And you have to fucking learn. Until you get that shit right. Like adults, like I mean, all of us, even on this line, bruh. We not even adults. We grown, yeah, but we not adults. Adults mm-hmm. already got their shit together. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. what I tell you right from wrong and the lessons, you know? You can learn the shit. You can learn a lot of shit from a lot of motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. But you also got to be careful who in your ear. Yep, and who you learning from. Yep, influence is everything. Like you said, sit there, like, they could tell you a from point A all the way to the MC. But it's a difference between if they're doing it from the kindness of their heart or they're really trying to lead you down a certain path and you just being in that moment, you'll fall for it. You'll fall for it. And it's a lot of sneaky-ass motherfuckers out here who they don't wish you well. Mm-mm. They don't wish you well. And that's the thing, too, is that especially in your circle of friends, you got friends that'll tell you, hey, fuck that motherfucker. That motherfucker. Because we all got friends that's like that. And then you got the friends that'll be like, well, you need to try to make it right. You know, because like back in the day, like back in the 60s and 70s, motherfuckers would throw parties so that you could stay with your nigga or your female. They're like, shit, y'all need to stay together. Don't be breaking up because he was over there fucking up. He loved you. Now, it's fucking nigga. He want to do it. Let me tell you something. You can't want to be married to a man and expect him to leave, but you want to be independent. That don't make no fucking sense. Y'all hoes. Yep. Well, I'm about to speak some shit to y'all. Y'all hoes, because y'all want to act like motherfucking hoes, want to act like you the man, but then want the man to be a female so you can be the goddamn man. That don't make no fucking sense. All out of goddamn order. Shut up. Okay. That's, 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 
for the simple fact that I came from a line of strong women. I'm not very submissive in no kind of way. But to the right man. But nah. I, that's what I was about to say. If but with the right order, man, I will. But before that, he gonna have to go through some bullshit because it's something that I'm unfamiliar with. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's to a lot of people trying to challenge me. I'm a little bitty bitch, but I'm a firecracker. And that's where I think there's a, at some point, there's a culture shift, right? Get into right. that. Um, yeah. You know, women independence, things like that. Um, you know, hot girl summer, all that good stuff that that's talked about nowadays. And that's also uh, a part of um, why I'm choosing to write my book on love and relationships because I feel like yeah. in that culture shift, there's been a, a negative light now turned on to um, being in relationships and having significant others. Um, because I believe, you know, family is precious and love is beautiful. Mm-hmm. You know, relationships are a beautiful thing. And I don't think in today's society that's promoted enough or the resources um, that are out there that can help you uh, maintain those things uh, aren't aren't expressed like um, people talking about, you know, like I said, hot girl summer, things like that. Go do you, um, you know. But I really, feel I, like I don't think it's the, nothing wrong with that. It's because I feel like this generation of social media and whatever is really, Okay, so I believe 100% the woman the woman is what defines the man and the woman is mm-hmm. what defines herself. It, I mean, without anybody being here, it came through a pussy. Whether it came through a goddamn cut-up stomach or came through a pussy, life was given. Period. I feel like women hold a lot of perspectives when it comes to both sexes. That's my personal opinion. I'm not a fucking feminist. Fuck them. <laughs> Look, cause I didn't ask for all but, the family qualities, slanging yeah, down concrete bags. But and I do shit. believe women play a lot into a lot of shit that's going on when it comes to men and how they act, and when it comes to women with how they act. Because it used to be, you know, you see a woman going down the street or whatever, and she got a little, she got a little dress on. You know, you got to keep something for the eye of the emotion. Nowadays, you walk out <laughs> look like fucking naked. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Niggas be like, yo, like she bad as fuck. Like, yo, I wanna hit that. But then you realize her pussy dry as fuck, bitch, because you don't know her you don't know her line her language. And, and it, it's like a wasted fucking time. Her breath probably stank her pussy <laughs> probably put fucking stank. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She got be ass fucking around with all these damn different niggas. Or she got be her fucking her breath stank. So all you can do is get hair from the hoe. Like you know what I'm saying? It's like waste of fucking time. It's just appealing to the eye. And I feel like a lot of niggas get caught up in that. A lot of bitches get caught up in that. Because at the end of the day, if you a fat ass bitch or you a basic bitch, niggas gonna fuck. Yeah. They gonna I also fuck. Ask, I wanna say this too. Because speaking on that, I think that, because I wanna say that I don't think that women belong in the kitchen if that's the way where your ass wanna be. Because Brittany and I talked about this before that in our last podcast that you have to be equally yoked with your partner. I think yeah. you also need to talk about that before you even think about getting in a relationship yeah. with someone because we don't discuss this because I don't think, because I never had a positive outlook on marriage. Like, mm-hmm. my idea of a marriage was, okay, if you marry this man, even if he knocked you upside your head, you gotta stay with this man because if you stay with him, the Lord gonna let you into fucking heaven because you have been abused enough. <laughs> Who says that? I'm there the- are people out there that believe like if you marry that man, you gotta stay with him, even if he knock you upside your head. That's a fucking lie, bitches. If y'all listen to this shit, 
don't get knocked upside the head even if you're at well i suggest you damn fight <laughs> <laughs> look hey i'm telling you don't let that nigga knock you upside the head i'm the kind of bitch i'm gonna fight and i, I got drunk violence right i didn't know it was domestic violence because i am the kind of bitch to fucking fight <laughs> anything anybody that come my way this is true Men, you can report that too. Don't let your women beat you up. No, okay, so Don't get look. out here and have your woman put her hands on you. Okay, look, so I'm not see, I'm the again, I'm more dominant. I'm a dominant female. You know what I'm saying? I don't like niggas that so when I say dominant, I'm the more I'm more of an not really an aggressive. No, but you a I'm switch. assertive. You assertive. You know, if I like something, I'm going after it. I'm not the kind of person I don't give a shit what kind of nigga in my face. I'm not an ugly bitch. Anybody that's in my face, I'm worried about that. If I want him, I'm gonna go get him. Period. Dangerous. You heard that shit. <laughs> get your ass. And he, I mean, I've never been declined. But with that being said, though, when I'm in a relationship, I'm the same kind of way. It's I'm the same kind of way. They can be taken one or two ways, though. Because I'm thinking of, regardless if you stay around or not, I got to keep this shit afloat. Yeah. You know what I mean? Survival. Right. I'm not depending on nobody. I want you here because I want you here. Period. Let me ask you this. The kind of society that we in, we got to think like that. Because niggas could go to bed, bruh. Don't even flex. Niggas could go to bed, bruh. (laughs) And wake up the fucking next day. He done made love to you. <laughs> you think he was love? He done told you all this shit? <laughs> bruh, he done, bruh, he done hit all the dance fights. You be like, damn. I love you. <laughs> he be like, oh. You, <laughs> you love me. You love me. I was it a liquor. <laughs> <laughs> Niggas be acting confused. You <laughs> what? <laughs> he his tone. This bitch be bonnet. Hey, girls be, girls be quick to do the same thing, though that don't look like you they not even close to you you find random ass bitches and you're like what the fuck i got a question because um so jason let me ask you this uh-huh. <laughs> so speaking on that because i know that there are gonna be some younger men that are gonna listen to the podcast point you realize all right this is enough of the bitches i'm done like, is there a certain point as the man that you realize, mm, I'm done being The bitches ain't committed. I'm sorry, Jason. I didn't mean to answer for you. <laughs> no. This is shit. But you already know. Wife. These hoes out here, they want one thing and one thing only. They to think you got some money. You. Uh, what you in? What's your occupation? I'm in the Navy. They be like, oh, he got fucking benefits, yeah, bitch. Hey, he got benefits. He Everybody want to be independent. Everybody want to be independent. And then, like, they be like, bro, what the fuck? <laughs> Jason, you ain't feeling me like that? No. Like, yeah. <laughs> you gonna do me like I that? Think, uh, I, think, I think when, you know, a dude or a man, you know, decides, you know, they're done with the hoes, done with things like that, you know, you, you kind of just get tired of it, you know? Yeah. Or, or, I- you, or you hit that connection with someone like, Damn, like, yeah, I, you know, I've been messing with hoes my whole life. Things like that it was all about getting hoes. And then I'm talking to this one girl and, and something different about her, you know, some, some, some switch. 
uh, inside of me that I don't, I don't see her like that. Like it's just not it's just not a one time thing or you know just a messing around kind of thing. It's it's, it's some, yeah, it's some genuine that I feel. Um, and oh. I think that that's where that switch comes from. Oh, let me ask you this. But so you let me get ran across a female that'll be like, you know what? <laughs> I'm about to bait her up. Yeah, God, his damn wife. Question. So is that who you talking about? <laughs> yeah, I hope that's who he's talking about. Yeah, that's definitely who I'm talking about. <laughs> no, I ain't no question. Hoes. When he said hoes, I'm thinking about some bitches out here. I got a question they, though. Of course. So okay like you know you said like you just feel like mm, I'm, I'm just fed up with it you know I'm done with it so at what point do you realize I've damaged this female she stuck around with me I don't put her through all this shit how would you tell a man how would you because you can't fix you can't force someone healing you can't journey to back back to the relationship or to the marriage so how would you tell them like you know how would you how would you explain that to them because it's a journey for both of you because a marriage is yep. you know you become one so so how do you explain that to them well that's definitely that's definitely um what i'm living through right now uh, honestly um you know the, the advice that i've been giving you know you just got to give time and space you know either time's gonna heal or time's gonna um lead you down a different path um i'm hoping my path of course is uh getting my family back together, um, rekindling things with my wife, uh, getting our situation straight. But um, honestly, it, it takes time, you know, because like you said, uh, not only as a man uh, in my situation, who's the one that messed up, um, I got healing to do and uh, growing to do, but she also has healing to do for the damage that I've caused. And I can't rush that process because maybe I heal quicker or um, things like that, but she may not heal as fast as I am or healing at uh, the same rate as me. So you have to be patient with that. Uh, allow her to go through her journey of growing and healing um, as well as focusing on myself. So um, in time, we can see where life takes us, you know, and if if our paths come back together or uh, if they stay the separate course. Jason, uh, how old are you? I'm 25. Okay, okay, so that's about right. I'm sorry. I'm thinking, like, I'm listening that's to you. And, Jason, I've known you for a little while now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> for a little while now. Family now. To me. No, seriously, <laughs> because, like, when I was getting ready to have Casey, boy, I tell you, y'all was the biggest blessing. You know, like, I've always yeah. heard when I met y'all, y'all became family to me. Like, your girls became, like, them nieces you know what i mean so i've always said like i've i don't want to see anybody hurt so i think it's tremendous for a person to say i am on my path to healing i'm understanding and i'm responsible enough to know that i'm not okay and that sometimes you do need to utilize resources that are available to you because if you're not being conscious in yourself you can't be conscious of things doing to yourself and i know that i know a lot of people you know you might not have this problem but we cope differently we all cope differently whether it be through sex drugs alcohol or working out you know everybody has their addiction so how would you i guess talk to a younger version or of yourself or either just a younger male of being aware of themselves when they're getting into behaviors or patterns that are self-destructive um 
you know, it's crazy because like you said, um, you know, uh, me and my wife, we've always been the couple to help other relationships out and give advice, things like that. Uh, so now that we're in our own situation problems, you know, uh, not a lot of people have experienced what we're going through and that we're friends with close like that. So it's it's a it's a learning curve for me um, having to learn this on my own or reach out to people um, that wasn't in my circle. But, you know, now I'm realizing, hey, they've either been through the things I'm going through and they can help me out. Um, and through that, I've discovered, uh, you know, I think it comes down to having uh, accountability partners, you know, having someone that's able to tell you like, hey, bro, you know, uh, think about this, think about your family, think about your wife. Like these are the consequences that could happen, you know, if you make the, the decisions, the choices that you think about doing. Um, and with that comes, you know, being vulnerable and open to whoever your accountability partner is. So you can have those um, thoughts being expressed and they can hear you and they can steer you in the right direction. Because um, at the end of the day, people, people are grown, they're going to do what they want to do. But you'll be more conscious about your decisions if you have someone um, that's close to you that can hold you accountable um, for your actions. I think I think that's important. Um, when you're coming up is to establish that person and whatever you're doing that's a good point because now I want to ask you this do you feel as though because I know this younger people that are going to listen is like I'm so much younger but listen <laughs> younger people <laughs> well I'm only 27 so they can't be that much younger well I'm always the baby to everybody so that doesn't matter but the younger people younger than me you need to listen to me so what would you say as far as like you're saying accountability because you have friends that may not have been in the same situation as you so you're looking for some sort of guidance how would you say as far as your circle of friends have you eliminated people that were serving you no purpose or how would you go through like weeding through those friends to see like what's beneficial to you now as you're transitioning in life yeah uh i have and i am going through that um I've cut people out of my life. Um, not that they're bad or bad people or anything like that, but it comes with the transition um, and adapting to new situations, things like that. Um, like they, I said, they're not serving. Yeah, like, like I said, it's not. It's not that you could be hanging out with bad people, but you're it's surrounding right yourself people. with the wrong people. Yeah. Yep. So you know, single people. The you know to make it simple, single people should hang out with single people, you know, things like that, because they're in the same mentality. Once you get into a relationship or a marriage, you should try to surround yourself with other people in relationship and marriage. Um, because well, get all... somebody like me that bop you in your damn head, because I'm yeah. notorious for that shit. Because they, they can hold it you took... accountable. They, they, <laughs> you was where? In the same mentality as you. They they understand the things that you're going through. They understand what it takes, things like that. Um, so yeah, uh, but... I have cut out a lot of a lot of friends in my circle. Um and I've been surrounding myself more with um, people I've seen uh, in healthy relationships or um, people who've gone through relationship problems will work through them, things like that. Uh, and I've been reaching out and looking to them for guidance uh, on how I should how I should be moving and operating now um, going forward in my growth. I think that's beautiful. I also have a question too. Damn, we're gonna have a lot of damn questions on this damn podcast. But... <laughs> hey, we're here for it. No, I'm curious because, like you say, you know, you're going through the process of weeding out your friends and stuff. So, 
now that you're in the place that you are right now at this very moment as far as because I know that we all have experienced if you would be surprised like the people that you think have never been through anything could be some of the wisest people and it's not even judging by age because people experience things through life at different ages yeah and so what would you say has been the or I wouldn't say a specific person like a group of people have been them like the most supportive to you is there like you know like people that you work with or people that you've encountered people that you looked at in, in you know support groups like people that are giving you this this positive energy um I would say uh it's not that I've gone out and um you know met new people uh, I've met some new people but honestly um mostly where I've been looking has been right there in front of me on uh, the entire time and I just wasn't utilizing them um in the in the right light you know uh i didn't see them that way before but now that i've gone through things you know now i'm looking at them diving deeper into them uh learning more about them and that's been where i've been searching for my guidance uh, like like you and will you know we've been close for a while now and you know you guys have been um, married in a relationship and it was like you know for about the same amount of time because i also am yeah. about to ask you have you been surrounding yourself around people? And I want to say that because I know somebody's going to say, like, oh, you want him to talk to women? I do. I think it's beneficial for men to talk to women, not in in, in, a, in a sexual manner, because I know some of y'all hoes going to be like, oh, he, he, no, no, that's not what I'm saying. Because I think that sometimes that men do need female support, I will say, a support system of female, yeah. not just one female, but a group of women because men don't understand women i'm gonna be 100 percent honest because i don't understand my goddamn self sometimes yeah. i'm like bitch what the fuck is you talking about i just be saying some shit we'll be looking at me like is you okay no i'm bipolar <laughs> i don't know what's happening no, i'm definitely. crying and happy at the same goddamn time i don't know what the fuck is wrong with me i agree men men definitely need no, uh, that i wouldn't say women, that women influence women um, no I, i'm saying that yeah there are traumatized women but what i'm saying is as far as like Men always have this thing where they say, well, a woman never knows what she wants to eat. And I don't think is that we don't know what we want to eat. We just expect you to know what you want to eat because you the goddamn you're supposed to know what no, the fuck you want to eat. No, we don't know what we want to eat no. because we go off of emotion. <laughs> but that's so, what like, I was about I to say. in the mood the for them Chipotle. You ask me what I want to eat, but I know I want to eat Chipotle, but I don't know what I want to eat. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Say that again. What? What you want? You want to eat what? Chipotle. Let's say I want to eat Chipotle, but Chipotle. I don't. I yeah, but I, I don't know what I want to eat from damn Chipotle. Hey Chipotle, <laughs> I knew he was. What you mean? I've been craving what is, what them fucking Chipotle? burritos. What is Chipotle? You don't know what Chipotle is? <laughs> Brittany is Chipotle. You need to come. Chipotle. What the fuck is that? It's Chipotle. Chipotle. <laughs> So wow. goes, oh, so you got jokes now. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's Girl, hilarious. It's Chipotle. Chipotle. Yeah. Well, I don't eat none of that shit. Fucking grass. <laughs> and straw. I do. I fucking love Chipotle, but I don't know what kind of burrito I want. <laughs> but but but. Uh, I mean, but, what's the fucking nachos? <laughs> I don't know. No, but like but like Carol was saying, you know. As a man, you know, I don't have a I don't have a woman's perspective. So um, where I get my my influence and advice from women um, is 
asking the right woman. So I have sisters. So I, I, I look to them for advice um, when I want, like, as a woman, how would they perceive things? Um, Wrong. And I also yeah, have conversations. Um, I also have conversations with um, the people I'm close to, the couples I'm close to, their wives or their significant others. Uh, it's not like I'm going out uh, asking, you know, single women, uh, things like that for their perception, things like that, because obviously they're going to be biased uh, and have uh, they could have secret agendas, things like that. Um, so I'm asking people that are established in relationships. I'm, I'm asking those women how they would perceive things that are going on in my relationship. But you, Jason, I would say this. Different women. Well, no woman is the same. Oh, no. absolutely not. So with, with that kind of shit. I feel like it, you should get your advice more from a woman that's more developed. And also, I want to say this. It's developed. And I also want to say this, is that because we all come from all different walks of life, yeah. that because there are certain things that I might not can't ask Brittany about, there are certain things she might not can't ask me about because we've never been in, in those in those shoes. Yeah. So how we, how we perceive the situation and how we respond to it may be completely different, which yeah. is okay. And also I think that like, especially when you're dealing with mental health, especially if you're dealing with someone who is experiencing mental illnesses, we need to encourage them to seek mental help mm-hmm. because we can't fix those things. That's something that I think because men tend to be fixers. Hmm? Like a lot of men are fixers. Hmm. And that that's that one way track of thinking. Well, if I can't fix it, fuck it. You know, it you know, if I can't fix it, what the fuck am I worrying about it for? So those things that when it comes to like women's mental health, it could be a numerous of things that she may have experienced that may not be relatable to you, but we have to encourage that just because we ask one female one thing they might not be dealing with what anxiety is or maybe dealing with manic depression or maybe dealing with bipolar disorder or mood swings or i don't know damn identity disorder i don't damn know but we have to be mindful that sometimes that it will be beneficial to put us in a clinical setting versus i guess you could say out in the world because the people respond to things differently and not everybody has a mental disorder just because they respond to things negatively so if yeah. you're dealing with mental disorders i feel like you should we should approach it differently especially i know i'm a female i have always struggled with mental health disorders it's always anxiety depression that's something that i deal with that i know that some men may not understand that like because like you said men don't really focus on the mental health portion if you can't fix it why worry about it if you have anxiety or depression brush it under the rug because you're a man so it's kind of hard for you to understand from a female's perspective when we're taught you know like some women let me correct myself are taught it's okay to feel what you're feeling it's okay to be sad it's okay to cry it's okay to be vulnerable but we're not actually knowing what those feelings are eternally we're just going through the damn motions Right, Mm -hmm. and we put that on our partner to be able to figure out, which can also cause. I can also say this can also cause men to also start experiencing anxiety and depression because men. Yeah, sorry, gotta step on a few shoes. Sorry, (laughs) look, because I feel like no, like okay, check this out. Everybody know like when you date somebody, whatever they they become vulnerable. Mm -hmm. They tell you about their true selves. With that being said, I feel like as a as a man or as a woman, 
you already know if you're willing to do with this shit. Whether you are like, oh, I'm going to fix it, or I'm going to deal with it, is two different things. That's that's the distinguishment between being a woman and being a man. Because me, I'm still coming into my womanhood. Like I said, I'm 27. But I still got to come into my, my womanhood. With that being said, I already know a baggage man, a damaged man, I cannot deal with because I'm a damaged woman. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, with that being said, too, I already know off the bat I can't be that for him the way he want me to be him, be that for him because I'm still battling with my own shit. Because I come from a family where, you know, I never went without. I was a, a sport as brat, military brat, for one. So there's not much that I'm not used to not getting. I still kind of keep that mentality as an adult. You know what I'm saying? Whether, yeah. Either way, it works its way out. But I still always get what I want. Now, dealing with a fucking traumatized man? Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh-uh. I can't do it. Because to me, that challenges my womanhood and what I built for myself. So if you got a toxic man... Or a man that's willing or not willing, willing or not willing, to actually devour or conquer his demons, that's on him. But I can't allow myself as a woman to bring that onto myself because I'll lose myself in that same indignity. You know, like it's the same concept with, you know, how you live with somebody mm-hmm. and they're they not on the same umbrella as you and you end up. You be, you end up adapting they same issues without meaning to. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like you you walk in the hygiene, fucking happy to be home. Like, let, let me ask you this: what's Could that, that be could that be reversed? Do you think men should take on, um, you know, women fighting demons of their own and man. take that on? I feel like a man would be more developed, but not a boy. Not a boy. Or a man becoming into a man. Because men are, are more reassuring. Okay, we got to talk about the foundations of a man. Man used to walk amongst the wild. And the wild respected that. So it's the same thing with a man entering into a room. It don't, it don't give a fuck if he in a grocery store. Or, you know, you see his aura. Yeah. That's a well-developed man. It's the same same difference as a woman you see all these girls or whatever but it's that one that sticks out she got a different aura Mm -hmm. because she already knows who she is at the end of the day it's the same type of concept I feel like so a man could probably deal with that because he's more of a foundation he knows who he is he understands his his principles he understands his goals his morals he understands it it's a foundation for him Okay, but see, I got I got a rebuttal because I think now because I'm real big on mental health, I think everybody is responsible for themselves. Like I'm a traumatized individual, but I don't expect any man, whether he's established or not established, or physically, mentally, emotionally, you are just off the charts to deal with my trauma because I don't feel but ultimately he is because but y'all he are is, in the but same space but I mean I mean it in this way let me let me elaborate I don't think that 
it should be his sole responsibility. It is, do. though. Because you got to think about this. When you walk down the aisle, right? You, you should be here before aisle, you should be no, on your no, journey. No, no, no. When you walk down the aisle and your, your father or whoever, your granddaddy, whoever, hands you off, he's handing off the duties that he has already fulfilled. But as a person, as an adult, no, if you that. got anxiety, because if a nigga, you need to take your ass to fucking therapy. No, if you, if you come in my fucking house and you dealing with some childhood shit, whether it was with your parents, you need or whatever, to go to fucking therapy. A therapist can't. Okay, sorry, Jason. A therapist ain't shit <laughs> for the simple fact that this motherfucker only going off what the fuck you tell them. You yes. can tell them half as of a fucking story, and they think they got a resolution. Now. A motherfucker that's living there and doing it and dealing with it can tell you more than a fucking therapist. That's why if Which you tells devoted you also, yourself to somebody, you 100% with them. And also, them. be conscious that when you reveal yourself to that person or that person reveals themselves to you, be prepared because like she said you taking on that responsibility because there are damaged men when you yeah. talk on that and when you lay up with a man and you're transferring energy with him yeah you are taking on that responsibility basically because we're basically all and if you're not that kind of woman to deal with that kind of shit you don't need to be in that position you don't need to be with i'll give a fuck if a child came about i don't give a fuck if that bitch had a couple miscarriages ho like at the end of the fucking day, bruh. Like I'm I'm dead ass serious. I'm dead ass. Like, <laughs> I'm dead ass. Yo, at the end of the fucking day, you made the decision to lay up with this person. So if after y'all fuck or whatever, you feeling some kind of way, you not you unsatisfied in some kind of way, he passed off that energy to you. You are responsible for that. No, that I agree with. Now I get where you come. I do agree. You're responsible with that. for that, Jason. How do you feel about that? How do you feel like if you've been with someone who is already carrying trauma as a man? How do you deal with that? Because I mean, you're still trying to come into your manhood. You know, you're growing every day. So how do you deal with someone who's experiencing their own trauma? Uh, honestly, I think it comes with uh, you know, just trying to understand. You know, you you kind of you don't. You may not emotionally feel um, everything that they felt and their trauma, um, but just trying to to understand where they're coming from and understanding the reasons um, why they feel like that. And also, um, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Hell, I don't know. Y'all done got me fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Keep on down, sipping and sipping. Uh, you know, you, you want to... You pretty much you just want to try to understand their their thought process you know how it affects them um what triggers them things like that uh it, it goes into just understanding that person more on on a deeper level yeah would you tell but i wouldn't say this you never know somebody really it take a lifetime to know somebody you don't know if it's in my opinion because a lot of people, you know, they compromise their experiences because they love somebody. So you could easily go out here. If you devoted yourself at 17 years old to a woman, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You will compromise certain experiences that mm -hmm. you could have with other women because you love this woman. Mm -hmm. But that don't mean that the desire is not there. Mm -hmm. With that being said, though, with that being said, 
it's still some kind of type of <laughs> you always gonna feel something like, I'm gonna be honest with you mm-hmm. when you get married young you miss out on those experiences because these are your informative years that turn you into the man or woman that you're supposed to be. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with getting married young. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that at all. Yeah. If it's the right person. But understand that if that person going to fall when shit hit the ceiling, it's not the right person. Because when you get married young, and I can tell you this from experience, you got a long fucking road ahead mm-hmm. of you. Definitely. It ain't no walk in the park. I, it's a whole lot of misunderstandings. It's a whole lot of miscommunication. Yeah. There's a whole lot of everything because right, you neither one of you are yeah, you're an yeah, you grown, but you ain't you ain't an adult. You Not are still adult. in a child's mentality. Because yeah. you can honestly say, I can guarantee everyone is said to their partner or their spouse, you acting like a fucking child. Yeah. Because we are, we still fucking kids just trying to figure this shit out. And yeah. The person I always with, okay, I met him when I was 17. It became official at 18. I spent 10 years with him. 10 years, but I never married him. I don't condole shacking up, but what I do condole is if it's in your heart, whether you don't have kids by this motherfucker or not, I ain't, me personally, if if my intuition is telling me not to marry you, I'm not finna marry you. I'll live in the fucking house with you forever. But if my intuition say I'm not finna marry if you, if there's hesitation, I, trust yourself. I'm not, and I never married him, even though we was he proposed twice. We were shacked up for about ten years. I had two kids by him. Something in me was like, never marry him. I see now today why I shouldn't have married him. And that you know what? All you know something I've actually learned because you know, you're my big cousin. I've always learned, you know, like I pick up on things and very observant of people. But trust yourself if you don't trust nobody else in this world trust yourself if you can't trust yourself why the fuck are you trusting in somebody else yeah and we got two kids together like we share we share our kids i got full custody half the shit i do i don't have to do but i do it because of my kids you know what i'm saying like i was there my my daddy was a drug lord uh that's a whole nother story that's another podcast. He was for real, for real, a drug lord. So I'm black and I'm Guyanese. My daddy's side is Guyanese. My mama's side is black. American. This motherfucker was in and out of South America. All kind of shit. He chose his, his what he wanted to do and his drugs and his career. He, he was a singer too. You know what I'm saying? But he chose that over his firstborn. Whatever. I get it. I get it. At the end of the date, though, at the end of the motherfucking day, my trauma, nobody has no type of rights to just to decipher or dictate how I deal with it. I grown, like I said, I grown around strong women. A lot. There's a uh, my whole breed of women in my family that are strong as fuck. Whether they got a good nigga or a slop, they strong, and that's how I am because of my depiction. It doesn't depict like how I how I represent life, but it depicts my decision making, mm-hmm. the type of type of people I keep around me, the things that I do in my de- in and eight, in and out day life. But I'm very secure with who I am and ain't nobody gonna change that I've been me from the beginning all the way to the end 
there are motherfuckers that could talk about me three or four years ago. You still, you still bringing, and I am. I'm that firecracker, that liberty firecracker. I gonna fight any goddamn body, shit. Anybody. (laughs) (laughs) I'm telling you, Jason. I mean, I don't give a fuck, bro. I don't care how small she is. You could be seven foot tall. She gonna still hit you. I'ma climb that motherfucking tree, bro. Had your ass on the damn ground. Size of the heart. That's all. But that's- me, I'm about to call the goddamn police, cause bitch, you ain't about to be doing all this motherfucking <laughs> <problem>. now. <laughs> one, one, and y'all know I got a white name. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> motherfucking white police. This is a white woman calling. I do too. It's Brittany. Uh, we I'm all a got real it. white woman. Fuck hey, y'all we all got white names. Jason, <laughs> yeah, Carol. But hey, my ass been in the damn lockup. Uh huh. Listen. <laughs> I got a little record. But at the end of the day, like I'm saying, you know, I am, I already knew who I was a long time ago. I'm a lot I'm a lot mature for my age. But that came from experience. Mm-hmm. That came from experience. And then the type of woman that I want to be. I'm not changing for nobody. But regardless, what you get is what you got. So, Jason, how would you say now, and biting off what she just said, how would you explain explain you know like of course like you said you're growing into your manhood and everything but how do you think you're growing into a marriage because you're still married so how would you say you're growing into that because every day is a damn fucking journey shit i learn something new every damn day yeah and you're 25 okay i'm 27 like i just want to know how you figure that this is it i just i learn or i'm learning you know to uh while growing myself, I'm also putting myself aside um, to learn the other person um, more deeply, you know? Because mm-hmm. I think ultimately, you know, if you're married and, you know, you truly want to spend the rest of your life with someone, that's a lifetime of, of learning the other person, you know? Mm-hmm. There's always something new to learn every day. Um, mm-hmm. So, how I'm growing in my marriage um, as an end doing that so by growing as an individual is uh like i said just shifting of a mindset you know um being less selfish um being more more so of uh you know putting her her first uh thinking about her feelings thoughts you know taking that all into consideration slowing slowing my thinking down um because you know we all have habits or uh, quick ways we react to things based on how we came up in life so i'm learning how to slow down my quick decisions and quick quick mouth you know and being being quick or slow to talk you know quick to listen um and actually hearing what's being said mm-hmm. and, uh, it's a difference between you know listening and hearing you know mm-hmm. I'm, I'm i'm hearing the things that are needed things uh that i need to work on and change and, I, and i'm making those changes and you know, like Jason, that. you know what? You at 25 years old, you ahead of the game. Hell yeah. You really ahead of the game for the simple fact that, again, it's a lot of motherfuckers. I'm, I'm what, I'm two years older than you? I'm two years older than you. Yep. It's a lot of motherfuckers out here that don't get it. They don't understand. Because at the end of the day, all we doing is depreciating. Yeah. We all we doing is depreciating. And if you got something good at home, and you feel like that's valuable to you, 
then that's something worth fighting for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If it's something that, you know, is selfishly validating yourself, it ain't worth it. It's not you worth it. yourself back where you is. It's going to be a setback. Yeah. And that's where, you know, um, again, I'm learning these things um, for myself and coming into coming into the man I am and, you know, myself and reaching out and learning. Um, so I hate that, you know, it took the experience I'm going through to, you know, give me that mind, that Let mindset switch. How did you try to commit suicide? You didn't shoot yourself, did you? No, no. So um, my attempt at suicide actually... Um, came with my car actually uh i drove straight at a uh, telephone pole uh, at a high speed of rate i was doing about 80 85 straight into a pole um and at the last second actually uh i turned away and missed the pole by inches mm. so um, so what got you to that point though i know you said you were going through shit you was experiencing shit but what exactly was like, you know what, fuck life. Yeah. I want to take mine. Um, you know, it's tough because it was such a such a, a manic episode that happened for me that some of the things and details uh, I can't even remember because that's just how mentally I wasn't there and wasn't myself. Um, mm-hmm. But ultimately, in the bigger picture of things, it was, um, you know, obviously me and my wife uh, separating for the time being um not having my daughters around um and then you know um realizing realizing uh that owning my truth i think owning my truth also kind of led me to that point because then i realized that um it's because of the decisions I made that were in this situation. And these are the consequences I faced because of those decisions. So I was eating myself alive, knowing that it didn't have to be this way if mm-hmm. I had just made the right choice in the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was eating me alive. And then um, the earliest I can remember that really pushed me to the um, to the edge um, is actually having my daughters again ask me those tough questions, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, even at a young age, because I have a five-year-old, uh, my middle child's about to be four, and my youngest is two. And my older two are asking me, um, "Are you and mommy um, back together? Um, can we come back home?" Like questions like that, and me not being able to answer those questions, um, and seeing how it affected them, really pushed me even more in a deeper hole, because now I realized uh, that not only are my mistakes affecting my marriage, affecting myself, but now it's also affecting my kids. Mm. Um, and that was very tough for me to deal with. And that's what kind of um, pushed me over the edge a little bit, uh, as much as I can remember about that day, because it was such a uh, a time that I really don't remember um, really in the moment. You know what, I really, could, I really relate so much to your story just because um like my my children's father he he battled with addiction a whole relationship and just recently i just he disclosed that you know he tried to commit suicide but it was well he says it was accidental but he overdosed on fentanyl and 
yeah that was that at that point that was devastating to me because me as a woman who's been with him for 10 years and then having two of his kids like you know at the end of the day if I need anything he always provides so I couldn't I honestly couldn't imagine him not being there because I honestly wouldn't have anybody (laughs) um, that would actually come through like that so I'm glad you're here I'm glad you overcome that because you know at the end of the day it don't matter what you're going through personally it's not worth it your your wife you know sees more than that I don't I mean I really don't know what she's doing or even if she's I don't know her side of the story but I already know as a single mother with a good man that's provided for his children that's hard and near to come about yeah and so if you want to survive that I already know off the bat that's devastation that's the mm-hmm. hardest fucking lord. It's like losing. I lost my father, so the next thing close to it would be of that. Yeah. That's a whole devastation because mm-hmm. you don't have nobody. Yeah. Then you leaving yourself with these questions with your kids and whatnot, and then knowing you know suicide. That's self infliction. Mm-hmm. You know, and then dealing with that whole reality. So I, I really commend you for being so vulnerable and being so transparent with it. And I'm I'm happy you you going through the journey of overcoming it. Mm-hmm. Because it's a hard it's a hard path. It is very hard. hard very tough. It is. Every day I fight but, new battles, I mm-hmm. fight new demons on the daily. Yeah. Um you know, and I I'd be lying if I said the battles were easy. The battles are no, tough. Sometimes not. I lose the battles, you know. But, but it's I the war that I'm trying to win. That really shows more of your character mm-hmm. than anything. Because the hardest project anybody will overcome is they self. Yeah. I don't give a fuck if it's you know I mean all this other shit out here, yeah. But the hardest battle that you will ever overcome is yourself. It's yourself. Mm-hmm. It's yourself. And I commend you at the age of 25 with knowing what you done did, knowing the kind of life you done impacted. And taking accountability. A new leaf to it. Yeah. Because that says a lot about your character. And whether, I mean, if it works out, it works out. God bless. But if it don't, I still commend you because you you ahead of the game. Mm-hmm. And I can honestly say as well is because suicide is something that people either they don't take serious they mock or you know people say oh it's a cry for attention suicide is a very real thing and personally you know people who may have not experienced that feeling of that dreaded feeling you know it's just like a gloomy lingering feeling like you know I've been there so I, I it, it's something that we don't discuss enough and we have friends family members that are experiencing the same exact thing that we don't acknowledge because people take it as it's a joke and it's not it's something that's very very serious especially even if you're not suicidal but you also inflict bodily harm to yourself whether you're a burner or a scratcher a cutter those are those are warning signs that need to be taken seriously yeah 
And I know that, especially if you come from a family where people are like, suicide is something that's, it's not real. Mental health is not real. Like, it's a joke, is it? It's non-existent. Yeah. You're just being overly dramatic or, you know, you just, mm-hmm. you putting on a show. But I've been to a few, I'm not ashamed. I've been to a few mental institutions and I can tell you that the food is good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who be in that fucking cooking, but girl, they make your fucking stomach feel like you was at home. I don't <laughs> make you want to go back again, but no, I'm serious. I mean, you know that when you're not okay and to experience that where you feel like, I don't want to be here anymore and nothing else. And it's, it's a very selfish act because I've been there. So I can honestly say it's a very selfish act to want to take your life. Mm-hmm. And I know that women deal with postpartum and especially if you have children back to back to back it definitely takes a toll on your own mental health that we don't take account for as well exactly mm-hmm. because let me tell you this and I'll be the first to fucking say it being a mother and I'm somebody again I'm very active like I'm very much of a social butterfly I'm very active I like so you know meeting new people going out doing this whatever but when I had one child, I lost my whole identity because I'm a mom now. Yeah, <laughs> that's how people deal with you. You know what I'm saying? You can't do, you can't move, mm-hmm. or act a certain way because you're a mom now. Mm-hmm. In actuality, I'm I'm a woman first, and when you have these certain titles, that's just overwhelming. It is. Yeah. Mom, wife, partner, maid—you become, <laughs> become overwhelmed. I'm not ready for that, but it's very overwhelming. It's overwhelming. And I know that men have to have some sort of anxiety because now you become father instantly, spouse or significant other instantly. Now you are the breadwinner. You are like, if she's at home because she had a C-section, of course she can't go to work. But you are expected to get up and go to work you are expected to do your job you're expected to come home and do your fatherly or husbandly or whatever significant other duties these are expected of you so of course at some point you wonder okay well if he's doing all of these things where is his mental health being accounted for where is his physical health being accounted for yeah so jason what do you feel like that that's something that you can explain because i know you're military so People that are in the military, they get young, get married young and all of this. How would you even explain to them, like, how to account for your own stability? Because, I mean, that's a lot. Especially if you got a kid, you just had a kid, then you go on deployment. Yeah. How does that, how explain that to somebody? Uh, I would say it comes with self-reflection. You know, sometimes you got to sit back in your own mind and ask yourself you know are you okay um are there things you need to work on you know are you comfortable with um who you're becoming or the things you're turning into mm-hmm. and and i also think that kind of ties into as well uh, having that established accountability partner like i mentioned earlier someone that knows you um before and after uh, you have a a major life change like having a baby again married things like that so they can ask you those tough questions as well as you're asking yourself um, the same kind of questions on 
if you're okay, if you're not okay, okay, how do you get back into the normal uh, you, you know, what, what's it going to take to uh, improve yourself, yourself uh, mentally? Because that's a lot. It's, it's a fucking lie. Because I know, like, you, it's like you have a baby, you're instantly a dad, and then you got to go away. And then you come back, it's a whole adjustment, and then you go away. And then you come back, there's another child. Like, how do you, because there are some people out here that I don't think they account for, like, you know, you had these kids back to back to back to back to back. It's an adjustment each time. You're always mm-hmm. adding, like, I mean, of course, you know, like they say it's easy to go from two to three, I don't know, but, or one to two. But how do you tell young people, you know, like, that are experiencing multiple children at a young age, and especially if you're experiencing any of these type of conflicts, how would you suggest that they handle all of this as a whole? Um, I would say, I would say, handle things for what they are. Uh, and by that, I mean, um, you know, treat small things as small things and treat big things as big things. Um, because you can find yourself getting wrapped up in so many different things that now small things are turning into big things. Um, and nobody needs too many big things to deal with in their life. Um, I, I like another saying, you know, control the things you can, confront what you can't. Um, you know, if there's things you can change um, as an individual or in your life by yourself, make those changes that benefit you. Um, and if you can't make those changes by yourself, get the help that you need to uh, get you on the path of making those changes. I like that. I like that. So on that note, I think we should go on to wrap up the episode. Shit, Jason came on here and talked his damn shit. That's <laughs> damn drunk and, and liquored up. And now he's speaking some real shit. So you heard it here first. On Girl Did You Hear, he's promoting his book. I think we're gonna have you back on the show because shit, you done made this an interesting damn conversation. Hey, I appreciate y'all for giving me the opportunity to even um express myself on your platform. So I appreciate that. Absolutely. We gonna, I think we'll have you back again soon because you know, conversation was good. Hell, y'all don't got me through four glasses of wine, so I know what that means. It's time to go to sleep. You feel me? <laughs> <laughs> so I appreciate y'all. Thank y'all for coming on the platform, doing what y'all doing, making it what it is. Because, you know, the more people that we have that come on the platform and speak their peace, the more people get to become educated, you know, because that's what we're all about. Educating our community on how to become better as individuals. And even if you don't take what all we say to heed, just take a little portion of what we're saying and apply it to your life. Maybe it may be beneficial. Hell, we know damn psychologists. If you fucked up, take your ass to damn therapy. I stand by that shit. Yep. And last thing I gotta say, you know, grow every day. You know, every day's a new day. Uh, grow every day. That's beautiful. Any last remarks, Brittany? You out? I guess she out. Shit, she out. <laughs> we all out. <laughs> but I appreciate it. Thank you guys for listening. I hope that you guys like, share, comment, follow, please, because I know you motherfuckers be listening to my shit all the way to the fucking end and you don't want to share us on the words, the boosie. Fuck your ass. Because y'all be on some hating ass shit. Y'all like to come to me and tell me y'all don't like our shit. But then you don't want to share the shit so other people can disagree with you. Shit. 
So I appreciate it. Thank you guys for coming on the platform and we are out.